tell you now, mate, bass fishing's got nothing on the game up here. Opportunity arises, you take it. Both hands. I don't know if I can disclose that. Don't really have a choice in the matter. Tales from the tinny. Get on my lad up, yeah. This is Tales from the tinny, and, and look, in, in fishing, as with all things, the short-term goals, and then there's the slow-burn long-term goals. The ones that take you years to fulfil. Hundreds of hours, thousands of dollars, millions of sandfly blights, and, and, and sweat drips off the brow. Highly committed NT land-based uh, game fisho, Zane Capo, fulfilled one such goal earlier this month. He yak with beard about how it went down, how it feels, and what the bloody hell he does now he's done it. About 10 years ago at Clobber Station, I caught my uh, first proper giant trevally, uh, land-based, about 17 kilo. Uh, ever since that day, I just, I've been hooked and um, living in Darwin, spending the majority of my time here, I thought I'd try and find one, not a, not a brassy trevally. And uh, after a couple of years on and off looking, not being able to find much, mixed reports, inconsistent reports, um, I came across uh, Coburg National Park, funny enough, by an ad in a fish finder of an old woman holding a big trevally up in a tinny and thought I'd give it a crack. Uh, 2012, I'm there with six people. And uh, we definitely found the, the fish we uh, were looking for, uh, undergunned. We didn't land one for five days. Well, eight years later and nearly as double as many trips out there to nearly every small island and bit of coast I was uh, allowed to be on out there. Rocked up there this year in September by myself. And uh, three days into 25 knots all night, uh, brown water, fishing a average bay um, at one o'clock in the Arvo, not really wondering why I'm still hanging around. Casting into a headwind, throwing a, oh, just your average sort of 150 mil popper, you'd, you'd see someone throwing down at Nightcliff or East Point at a high tide, uh, 80 pound leader and 40 pound braid, uh, just really, just an easy casting setup. And the hit was, was special, but it wasn't what you'd picture from a 40 kilo fish. It wasn't a car bonnet explosion, it was, um, it was quite precise, it didn't move a whole lot of water, it just stuck its head up and um, sucked the lure in and that, and that was it. I didn't see the whole fish, there was no white water, but no, it just popped its head up and um, it was a sort of instant feeling like that this is it. Back the drag off instantly and it, um, it did all the right things for me, it just headed straight out, about 200 metres out. And the amount of line I had in the, the arc in the line was sort of clearing a lot of the exposed bombies in front of me, I was quite lucky. but. And at that point, and he was going hard left out of the bay, and I had to move, and that's when it got tricky. I just had Crocs on. Uh, this thing dragged me maybe upwards of 400 metres of through water up on rocks. You just had Crocs on, so this time you were undergunned uh, in the footwear department. Yeah, that's always been a bit of an issue with me out there. I never saw the fish once throughout the most majority of the fight. Yeah, it was sort of a bit of a stalemate. I'm just sitting there wondering what am I doing? I'm gassed and. The fish has done the right thing again for me and he's headed left into the next bay. The only problem being I'm on a rock that's facing back at the beach of the bay where I want to be. I sort of made a bit of a, a silly call now, I think, back on it, but um, I jumped off the rock and started walking at, at the fish up to, uh, I don't know, sort of chest to waist, sort of deep, just winding the reel underwater and, and walking at the fish. You had the reel underwater, yeah. winding underwater. Yeah. Wow. I only had 40 pound line this time and a four and a half thousand size reel. Had you not learnt the lessons of trips gone by? 
or just the conditions given it was really it was more than killing time I thought what I was doing not really being in the game so I just picked the most comfortable outfit and um, yeah this fish finally come past me in the water and I thought this is geez this is my shot I dropped the rod grabbed the, the leader and as soon as I touched the tail he, he was gone he was belly up he, he was done finally hit the beach and sort of an awe a natural high really not even thinking what I was going to do next I uh, looked over to my left and saw a venture north to a car coming down and frantically waved them over and there's a young fellow by the name of uh, Damo I said mate you gotta come give me a hand here I got a big fish and I don't really think they knew what they were in for and then they sort of asked why don't where's your um where's your mates and I was like oh I'm here by myself and stepped them back a bit forwards again they were like well is this guy crazy and then all the tour people we were with would have had to have been grey nomads they were quite old and uh yeah we got a bit of a photo session went down and lucky he was there because we couldn't even get it back to the car and uh then it was about another oh, I'd say 40 minutes drive back to my camp and having a few beers and I had another camper come over and said go to the ranger station they have some uh, 40 kilo scales so I had was pumped for that and um, I headed over there and they had a pair of 25 kilo scales so I said don't worry about it guys and um, went back to the camp a bit disappointed and actually found some other campers and they they had the right scales and it come up at uh, just on 40 kilos about two and a half hours after capture I'd always knew I'd get one, but I was always imagining it being around that 20 kilo mark. But to double that after, you know, eight to ten years of hard, hard work. In Crocs, chest deep in water, by yourself. Thousands deep in car expenses from those roads. Is there anyone that's travelled and would know how brutal they are? So, yeah, it's a bit of a strange feeling at the moment. I'm just unsure on what to do next. And uh... You've fulfilled the dream. It's like, what, what do I do now? Yeah, I'm hoping to get interstate next. Funny enough, I had two interstate um, trips cancelled this year, too. So this was sort of like I have to get going on a trip or it's not going to happen this year. COVID actually kind of weirdly made this happen. Well, yeah, strangely enough, yes. Silver linings. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I guess at the end of the day, it just proves never to um, stop, even if it feels like it's not going to happen. And if you really want something, just push and push and it'll happen. You're listening to Tales from the Tinny. Get them muddled up, yeah. <laughs>